Howdy. What's up, my bitches? I hope everybody's quarantined. We certainly are. You can hear Welcome my... Welcome COVID-based reports <laughs> broadcast and brought to you from two different places. Yeah, absolutely. One of us is in a studio, and that's not me, and um, one of us is at our dining room table. Well, we're doing what we can. We are social distancing. Last podcast we did, we had a great podcast. If you didn't get to hear it, go back and listen. Our discussion on the Steelers with Chris Carter at Carter Critiques. Um, you know, we were able to do that one from the studio, but as you know, things have gotten a little more dicey. So here we are. It's really, really high tech because my, my broadcast partner refuses to get like any Apple products to make this a little more seamless. At least Chris Carter had the decency to to be able to FaceTime. What can I say? Well, what can I say? I had an Apple phone for seven minutes, and I almost killed the 16-year-old kid that sold it to me because the first call I got, it dropped. <laughs> and so that was it. You were done. Done. I never made it out of the parking lot. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Before we get started, I want to remind you that uh, tonight's podcast is brought to you by three of my favorite restaurants that are uh, offering... A lot of takeout right now. They're offering takeout also through uh, services like Uber Eats, Grubhub, Postmates. First one I'm going to mention, Bird on the Run at 128 South Highland Avenue, Pittsburgh in the East Liberty section right there next to the church. Uh, go in there, get yourself some chicken strips, chicken nuggets, chicken sandwiches, my favorite, the little chunky deluxe. Uh, you can pick your spice level. You can even get some slushies to go. Um Please, by all means, if you want to order some takeout, go check it out. Tomorrow's Good Friday, the last Friday in Lent. Fish sandwiches at Bird on the Run. You can't beat it. Also, you can go to uh, to Muddy Waters Oyster Bar. Uh, Muddy Waters Oyster Bar is tremendous. If you look on their Instagram page uh, in Muddy Waters, Pittsburgh, they've got great specials with family-style meals that are offered to go. Also, delivery services available with Muddy Waters Pittsburgh right next to Bird on the Run. And thirdly, but definitely uh, not last, is Kahuna. Kahuna Poke Bowls, protein smoothies, juices, you got to try them out. Uh, also located on that same strip right there in East Liberty. Kahuna Poke and Juice Bar, you can pick your own Poke Bowl. You can build your own, create your own, whatever you want in it. You've got cold-pressed juices. You've got smoothies, cocktails, whatever you want to order. Also, delivery services are available through all the Uber Eats and Postmates and all that great stuff. So three things to remember, gang. Bird on the Run, Muddy Waters Oyster Bar, and Kahuna. Give it a try while we're still locked up. They are offering great takeout, great delivery, Great food. You can't beat it. All right, here we are, and this is our NFL draft preview. Duty is featured on this one. He's a bigger nerd than I am when it comes to the draft. So, Duty, you tell me, my man, where are we starting out? Uh, looking forward to this fanless, virtual, remote, online draft that we're going to have in the NFL. Well, I mean, obviously, you got to start with the quarterbacks and there's been a thousand mock drafts. Everybody seems to think, or 99 people percent of the people think that Joe Burrow's going first um, to Cincinnati. All right. um, so all I can say is I, I don't agree with Joe Burrow being the best quarterback out right now. I still think it's Tua from Alabama. Okay. Uh, Joe Burrow transferred because he couldn't beat out someone at Ohio. You know, other other people at Ohio State. He had one good year with tons of NFL talent all around him. As we go through these positions, you're going to see just about every position we talk about is going to have some LSU kid in the top five in the rankings that are in the NFL right. coming into the draft. Um, he, I, I don't like one-hit wonders going to the NFL. I like players that have played at least three years especially, you know, good conferences like LSU and Alabama. you got to give them that. The SEC, they've played against NFL players. Uh, having said that, 
I don't think Joe Burrow is a bad quarterback. I just, if it was me, I would take two and number one. I would take, you know, Burrow would probably be number two, and my third-ranked quarterback would probably be Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Uh-huh. Uh, Herbert has a better arm than either of the other two. Um, so it's just going to come down to who you like. Right. All right, and, and Joe Burrow's from Ohio, and he's going to the Cincinnati Bengals. It makes a lot of sense for ticket sales and for them to be excited. I don't think he's going to do well with a team that doesn't have a lot of weapons. Right, right. But what? So, what okay, so well, let me ask you this. What have you seen in the reports about Tua's rehab from his injury? Let's look at the here and now. For this upcoming season, he's going to be a hundred percent go. You believe so? Okay. Yeah, all his medicals he's passed. Um, he actually was going to work out at his pro day. This got canceled due to the Corona virus. Right. But he was going to work out uh, at his pro day. So he's he's been approved to throw. He's been approved to run. Um, look, this kid has had some injuries, but the reason he's had injuries is he doesn't slide he doesn't throw the ball away right if he had done that he wouldn't have broke his ankle when he hurt his ankle and he wouldn't have hurt his hip just trying to make a play he could have got out of the pocket and chucked it into the fifth row but he's not good at that he makes he tries to make plays uh burl's the same way um so again neither one of them have a rocket arm compared to herbert uh or jake jacob beeson out of washington who i like pretty much as much as herbert but um, I don't think medical is going to be a problem. Now, if it comes down to two quarterbacks and you have them both ranked the same and one has an injury history and one does not, I can see where you'd go with Joe Burrow. But um, I honestly, if I was Cincinnati, I would either think of trading down from the number one spot, hopefully still in the top five, uh, getting a pick, getting an extra picks, and taking hopefully Tua or Herbert would still be there. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just again, I don't like the one hit wonder thing. He was he was fantastic this year, probably the best college quarterback season we've ever seen. He just made it look really easy. But again, he made it look really easy against college kids with NFL people all around him. Right. Well, let's let's look a little bit of, at Justin Herbert. What is it that you <clears throat> you say you think he has a stronger arm than both Tua and Burroughs? Absolutely. Why? Why isn't he uh, ranked higher as far as you know? Why wouldn't he be the number one pick, Cincinnati? Decision making. Okay. Um, Pure instincts. Sometimes he holds the ball too long. Sometimes he just looks at his first read and runs. Um, He does run more than people think. He ran like a four six eight forty, which isn't fast fast, but as a quarterback, it's it's good enough to get around the corner and get your first down. Um, plus he plays in Oregon, you know, um, not, not the conference that you look at NFL quarterbacks coming out. of. Right. Right. But he definitely has a stronger arm straight line, like gun in the ball than Burrow and Tua. Okay. Okay. So you think, do you think that, um, as far as quarterbacks are concerned that, um, that he should have a, a he he definitely has a first round grade on him. Yes, I think he there's four people there's four quarterbacks going to go in the first round for sure. Okay, Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and I think either Jordan Love out of Utah State, who is just a just a big old kid with a a lot of athleticism, and my sleeper of the whole draft is Jacob Eason out of Washington. Okay, I don't think Jacob Eason is going to be a first rounder. Um, but I think he has a shot of getting picked before is Jordan love Jordan love being in the first round. The only way I think he may go in the, in the first round is if someone trades back up that already picked, let's, let's say for example, Oh, I don't know. Let's just pick, uh, like Washington and they don't go quarterback. They go pass rush or something and they're not in love with their quarterback. So they take their first pick. They could trade back up and get another quarterback like Jordan Love or Jacob Easton towards the end of round one. Okay. Because I, I know they're not happy with the kid from Ohio State that they took last year. Right. 
Right. But again, he was also he didn't have many games under his belt. Same reason I don't like Joe Burrow. Uh, slightly, I don't say I don't like Joe Burrow. I do, <clears> but <throat> do it better just for that same reason. As well, who was it? Haskins was his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a great year in college. He only, he only, I think he came out after his freshman year. Um, Joe has only played like one and a half years of starting football in college. I think that's. I'm just not convinced. If I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But right. so, I think I'm wrong. would it shock you if four quarterbacks went in the first round? No, I think there will be four okay. in the first. So you're yeah. looking at like Burrow, uh, Tua, Herbert, uh-huh. and Jordan Love as probably. It's very, it's very possible that someone takes Jacob Easton. That somebody takes of, Jacob Easton also ahead of be- Jordan Love. Right, but but so so overall, if you were sitting there on the clock and you needed a quarterback and you had a choice between Eason and Jordan Love, who do you go with? I'm picking Eason. All right, he's got the strongest arm in the entire draft. He's six five. He's a big kid. I mean, he played in Washington. His whole thing is Jacob Eason. The, the knock on Jacob Eason, if you will, say it's a knock. Um, mm-hmm. All I can tell you is people are saying that he's very poor under pressure. That's his only knock. He has a cannon. He throws people open. He can recognize defenses. But they say when he when he gets a lot of pressure, he breaks down and kind of throws it up. Okay. Um, well, show me a quarterback, including – Tom Brady, it doesn't chuck and duck under a lot of pressure. Right, sure. So they all hate pressure. Right. So uh, I said Jacob Eason's my sleeper in a draft. I think he's going to probably go in the second round. Uh, he possibly could fall to the third because everybody's going to have their quarterback that needs a quarterback here. Um, uh, the only thing that scares me is that uh, New England takes him. Right. right. I do not want him going to the Patriots with an arm like that. If the Steelers are sitting there and they really feel like they need a quarterback and Easton's sitting there in their, with their first pick in the second round. No, you, they won't take a quarterback. They won't the take pick. it. All right. No, All right. because they're going to have they're going to have their choice of running backs. Right. We'll get to that here in okay. a second. Okay. So, uh that's those are our top quarterbacks um including your sleeper uh which position do you want to go on to next? Two running backs, since we just mentioned it. Okay, let's go to running backs then. What are, where, who are your top running backs in this draft? Um, let's just start right off by saying that I think this J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State is better than Ezekiel Elliott. Wow. And that's saying a lot because I love the guy. Right. Um, but I think they would have won their playoff game if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, okay. We've talked, you and I have talked about that. Right. I love him. Um, I'm not exactly... I'm trying to think. I'm getting. I think I'm getting them mixed up as far as what his his 40 yard time was. He didn't go. He didn't run the 40 yard time at the combine mm-hmm. because his ankle was still bothering him. But I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think he ran like a four three nine last year. Okay. Tested out. So I have Dobbins as my number one running back coming up, coming out. All right. Ohio State. Um, Number two would probably be DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Okay. Um, and then the Jonathan Taylor kid out of Wisconsin and this Hilaire kid out of LSU. Oh, LSU, I, yeah. I have, I have them as neck and neck as the third best running back. The only thing I can tell you about Jonathan Taylor is he doesn't pick up blitzes as well as DeAndre Swift um, and J.K. Dobbins. But – uh, the the NFL, the way they're doing running backs now, and it's starting to come back a little bit, but I don't think any running back is going to be picked in the first round. Okay. Do you... And if they are, it's going to be either that uh, it's going to be Swift or Dobbins, but if you look around the league, uh, others, I don't know many teams that actually don't have a running back. Did you... Do you have a sleeper? Do you have like somebody who would be a real bargain? Like if they drop to the third round, you'd say you're like, you got to grab this kid. Honestly, I do. I, and I'm in a minority here. 
I like the kid out of Maryland named Anthony McFarland. He ran a 4-4-4 at the Combine. He did a long jump of 125, um, caught the ball, picked up blitzes. He looked like he looked every bit as good, and he's, he's muscular, fast. I don't think Maryland used him properly. For some reason, Maryland tried to throw the ball this year. I, without a good offensive line and not a real good quarterback, I don't know why they just didn't give it to this guy, um, McFarland out of Maryland, more often. That's one of my sleepers. Okay. Uh, I have more that I think you're going to hear. I have more than that, but to be honest with you, no one else agrees with me, so let's just stick to the ones that I think are going to be decent. There's a kid out of Appalachian State. His last name's Evans. Ran a 4-4-1, big long jump, three-cone drill, very explosive. Catches the ball very, very, very well out of Appalachian State. His name's yeah. uh, Evans. Okay. I like him a lot. And then the A.J. Dillon kid out of Boston College. He's not that fast. Um, he's strong. He's yeah. My concern with him, I, I love him in college. I yeah. loved watching him play, but he's got a lot of wear on those tires. He does. They ran the shit out of him. Because they couldn't throw the ball. But again, he's not, I don't think A.J. Dillon's going to be a uh, three-down back. When you're talking Dobbins, Swift, Jonathan Taylor, they're all three-down backs. They're going to play all the time. They could be a main running back. Matter of fact, I, I'm predicting Pittsburgh takes J.K. Dobbins with their first pick in the second round. But right. before we get to that, um, the, the kid out of Boston College, probably going to go in the fourth, maybe the fifth, depending, because he, he only ran a four or five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got all the tools. This kid was – he's tough to bring down. But the kid from Appalachian State that he ran a four four one. this – this kid named Evans is very, very elusive. I can't just imagine getting him the ball on a screen mm-hmm. and watching some of those big fat boys trying to tackle. <laughs> I think it would be awesome. There's one more that I, I've 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 heard some some press about, and that's Cam Akers out of Florida State. What what do you Cam think Akers, of him? Cam Akers is fast, ran a four four seven. Yep. Um Certainly nothing wrong with Cam Akers. He just didn't do anything to pop that popped. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's good. I mean, yeah. Florida State doesn't have bad running backs. They don't, but they had a shitty offensive line. I mean, their offensive line, you know, sucked out loud. And he still had a, you know, he still had an effective year. He is. Um, he is. This, that kid you're talking about out of Florida State is hellish athletic. Right. Um, the only thing that gets me a little bit about him, he re- he reminds me of Duke Johnson, but he's muscular. Like this guy's big. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like the way. Um, I'm not I'm not crazy about his vision, but again, there weren't any holes. Right. Right. Like he said, he had to, the thing I didn't like about him in Florida State was when you when you went back and watched some of his tape. When you handed him the ball when the hole wasn't there, he stopped. Right. Like, just stopped. His feet quit moving. Okay. Instead of just trying to get some yards or move laterally and hit the hole, try to stretch it out. But he's not – he's obviously – I honestly – not using pins his name. I, he could go in the second round, too. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to fall to the third, but there's certainly nothing wrong with him. Okay. Okay. Um, you had, you had said earlier in this conversation about running backs that you think if Dobbins is there with the Steelers pick in the second round, they take him. I do. I think Dobbins or Swift will be the Pittsburgh. And the only reason I'm saying Swift because he's fast or, uh, Swift because he played at Georgia and he played in the SEC as opposed to the big 10. Um, I think Dobbins catches the ball better, but. I think it's going to either be Dobbins or Swift will be the Pittsburgh Steelers first pick in the second round will be a running back to help James Conner. Um, they're going to split carries. Okay. Unless this Dobbins comes in and lights it up. And I think he could. Um, the only exception to that would be is if there's a cornerback and I don't think there's many, and I don't think there's, there's not, be- this is not a strong cornerback class. It is not. So if for some reason, just some reason, maybe C.J. Henderson out of Florida would drop to them in the second round, and I don't think there's any way in hell he will, 
but he would be there. He might be a pick instead of these running backs, but I think Pittsburgh's going running back. There's been some mock drafts that showed the Steelers taking Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. There's only one thing that scares me about Taylor. He has a tendency to fumble. He, he yeah, again, he's got a lot of tread on the tires. Too. He they does. The him for four years. Yeah, they ran the tire. They ran the wheels off of him. So, um, all right, that wraps up running backs. You want to move to wide receiver? Yeah, let's go. Let's move on. Do you disagree with any of the running backs I mentioned? I do not. I do not disagree, and I do also like that kid out of Appalachian State. Um, You know, if the Steelers, for some reason, in in all honesty, if they get lucky and somebody like a Henderson falls into their lap in the second round, and they're like, "Look, we just can't," you know, we cannot pass on this, you know, uh, because I have I have a weird feeling about running backs. You know, I, I I think. You know, if you have a solid offensive line, you can make any running back or most running backs look like a rock star, okay? Um, and But if that kid from Appalachian State then was there in the third round, I'd have no problems taking him. Yeah. All. I mean, he just looks, he looks like an NFL running back. Yeah, and he doesn't have a lot of wear. He doesn't have a ton of wear uh, right. playing at Appy State, so... Um, Let's move on to wide receiver. So who's got your, your solid first-round uh, grades at, at wide receiver? Uh, I, I think this is the deepest, a really, really deep wide receiver class. Okay. Now, um, what I should have done, and I didn't do this, I should have went and picked how many linemen, running backs, whatever, were going to be by position, who was going to be picked in the first round to see how many positions were left. Because I think there could be, I'm going to say, six first-round receivers in this class. Uh, I don't think they're going to get that many picked, but uh, uh, C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, uh, mm-hmm. Judy out of Alabama, Ruggs out of Alabama, and Jefferson out of LSU, um, they're all being talked about. A lot of talk about the Eagles liking that Justin Jefferson kid. Um, but the Eagles need more than one receiver. <laughs> Everybody yeah. likes this C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, and and obviously he's he's one of the – best receivers coming out. I can't get my eyes off. That's Jerry Judy out of Alabama. I love everything about him. He's fast. He's, he ran a, he's six foot one. He ran a four, four, five. Um, his, he catches everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. He catches everything. Um, he's got a great catch radius around. Well, for his run after the catch. Yeah. And then, and then his, his, his rack. Yeah. 1,300 yards last year, yep. 1,100 yards a year before. I mean, people after 1,100 yard, uh, some of these kids, these, these kids, you think after all these 1,300 yards receiving the year before that he'd be double teamed. Right. Well, good luck. They tried. He still ended up with 11, 1,100 yards this year. Okay. So, I mean, it's just, it's, I don't understand why he won't be the first one off the board. I think someone other, there are a lot of people that like that Henry Ruggs, the other kid out of Alabama. Right. Henry Henry Ruggs does not run routes. He's a, he's a guy that's just going to put his head down. He's going to try to blow by you running a four, two, seven. He's going to be a deep ball. He's a perfect guy for the Oakland Raiders. Right. (laughs) Um, But if you want the two best route runners in the entire draft it's it's cd lamb and and, and, Judy, Judy, and, Judy, and Judy. i actually like Judy over lamb and most people don't you had uh so other other couple that you know justin jefferson out of lsu uh who a lot of times uh, made joe burrow look great he did. Uh, he's got good ball skills there's another one that kind of falls under the radar radar it's uh chano jr from colorado you know anything about him yeah um Colorado didn't play anybody. Right. And he's not particularly fast. He ran like a four five eight. Okay. Um, there's certainly nothing. He looks like an NFL receiver receiver. He's got, he's got some injury history. I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, he's got good acceleration. He has a great instinct. He's got good after the catch moves. Very, very nice. Right. Uh, I just, He's, he is not on the same level. He might be a second rounder. He might fall to third. He's not, he's not in the same league as Lamb, 
Judy and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who might be, there's two that I really like that are, that Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And the kid from Baylor, that Mims. Mims yeah. He ran a, Mims ran a four three eight. Yep. Yeah, Den- Denzel, Denzel Mims, he's 6'2", 207 pounds, and he's got 33 and an eighth inch arms. Yeah. So, so he's got, so basically he's got a, he's got a huge wingspan. He's got a 78 and a half inch wingspan. Yeah. This guy, he's 207 pounds, like you said, and he ran a 4'3", 4'3", yep, yep. He and, could really, uh, I mean, he could really stretch the field. Like that's a kid. Who could? Yeah, and he catches the ball. The problem, he played at Baylor. Right. So they're getting, they're not, Baylor kids get knocked because they play in against teams that don't play defense. Right. So that's the only thing. Um, I think, I mean, when these guys say that they know who these receivers are, Lamb, Judy, Rob, Jefferson, they're definitely up there. I like a kid, Jalen Rager out of TCU. Fast, mm-hmm. did, a, did a great combine, good breathing, and he catches catches the ball. The right. only thing I can say about him is he did fumble a few times. Right, right. And just because I'm a Big Ten guy, I also like Donovan People Jones out of Michigan more than most. He had a 43 inch vertical, ran a 448 at 208 pounds, and he had a he had a broad jump or a, a long jump of 139 inches. So he's very explosive. Right. And the knock on him was he dropped a couple passes, not a lot, but in bad bad situations, crucial right. situations. Right. What but, like I said, it's a deep class. And and hey, let's talk about a local guy, uh, you know, KJ Hamler out of Penn State. Slot guy. He's gonna be a slot receiver return man. Okay. Um he this guy is so tiny. He's just I don't know how he's going to hold up in the NFL. He he is so small. Um, but again, if you talk about someone like the Patriots guys in the slot and Edelman, right? Uh, he, he's, he's faster than any of those guys. Right. And so he could literally go, um, he could go the distance on any play. And he's in my, my problem with him is I think the NFL is going to have him returning punts. And I don't think he's going to make it long. Yeah, he's going to get hammered. Dude weighs 178 pounds and 5'8". Right. Right. So, yeah, he's uncoverable in a slot. He would be like a better version of Cole Beasley. On third down, and they go man-to-man on third and five, It's a, if you get the ball to him, it's a first down. Right, you right. Because when he makes his cut, he's got two steps on him. Right, right. Yes, they... If they press him off the line of scrimmage, I don't know if he's going to be able to get by. He's a little bit of a – he's an even smaller version of Deontay Johnson. You know. He's, he's smaller. Yeah, smaller. You know, he's but, going to struggle against press coverage if, if the physicality of the NFL because of his size. But he's quick. I mean, if you go to grab him and he, he cuts the right way, he's gone. He's gone. Right, right. Um, he's, he's definitely uh, – when you watch him play, you, you say he, – he, God forbid Kansas City gets him. Right. He'll go in the second round, even though his size is like that. Um, I think you're going to see a run on receivers. Mm-hmm. Maybe middle of the first round, you're going to see the, the big ones go, Lamb and Judy. Right. Um, I think once that second, there are going to be some first-round talent following the second round in wide receiver. What do you uh, – the last one I want to bring up that I heard some press about is T. Higgins out of Clemson. Um, I mean, he's I mean, he's six three, two sixteen, and he's, he's got long arms, thirty four and an eighth inch arms. Um, the, you know, he, he kind of reminds some people of like um, an Alshon Jeffrey, or uh, you know, like at an extreme range, like an AJ Green type build. Yeah, he he's not nearly as good as AJ Green, no. and he's not. And he's not that strong. Um, he's like a leaner kid. Um, I don't like the way he runs routes. He rounds them off. Okay. Because you get away with that playing for Clemson. Sure. You got all Americans all over the field. Um, his cut, he just didn't cut real sharp. And 
I watched a couple highlights of him where when the ball, when he wasn't the receiver, the intent, you know, the first, the first receiver that they were, they're going to the initial receiver. Right. He kind of loafed. Okay. Like okay. he ran his route, but he knew he wasn't supposed to get the ball unless the other guy was covered. Right. Okay. So he kind of just, I wouldn't say he, he lollygagged, but he didn't go full speed if the ball wasn't designed, the play wasn't designed to go to him. Right. Okay. But he's a second rounder. But again, yeah. I, I think you're going to see some of these receivers yeah. fall to the third because there's just so many of them. That's there might be deep. 19 kids, 19, 20 receivers that right. have second and third round talent. Okay. Some really good ones. Okay. So, what, what if which of these? I mean, I'm I, you know, there's guys that Steeler wise, you know, aren't going to be there when the Steelers are picking in the second or third round. But do you think there's, do you, do you think that that kid from TCU might, and that they, well, he's got a second, he's got a second round, round grade. The problem with him, he runs a four, four, seven. Um, you know how the NFL likes speed. So if I he's there, if he's there or Mims, who do you take? Oof. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I take Mims. Take Mims? All right. I mean, he's actually he's faster. He runs a 4-3. Mm-hmm. Um, Mims is a first-round receiver. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. If you're Pittsburgh, do you want another big outside guy or you want a slot guy? Because don't tell me Ryan Switzer's a fella in the slot. No, but isn't so he? So you got Juju on the one on the outside. Right. He'll be double teamed again this year because he didn't do anything against a double team last year. Right. So who you got on the other side? I think you need a bigger guy because Deontay Johnson is not big enough to play your other side. He's a slot. No, Deontay Johnson can go to the slot. He can go to the slot, right? So you do need a bigger guy. Yeah. Mims is Mims you know is Mims that is bigger is guy. Two seven. Yep. And you got this kid. Um, that you were talking about, Hagan, he's 6'3", 216. Right. And both of them have uh, – the problem with Higgins at Clemson, if you're going to be an outside guy, you have to have a threat of going deep. And he runs a four five eight. Yeah. Now, that's not slow. Right. Compared to these guys – hell, there's guys projected to be fourth, fifth rounders that are running four four threes, four four five. The The speed anymore. There's a kid at a Southern Miss. His name is Quez Watkins. He may not get drafted, or he might get at all, or he might get drafted in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah. The guy runs a four-three five. He's only one hundred eighty-five pounds. He's more of the, he's like just like Hamler. Yeah, yeah. But I can see someone taking him a shot on him before this, before maybe going with a guy that that's not a good route runner and runs a four-five-eight. Right. Okay. You gotta watch my another kid that we didn't mention yet is that Claypool kid out of Notre Dame. Probably yeah, there's there's some Steeler fans that have a major crush on that kid. Dude is huge. Yeah, six four two thirty eight. He ran a four four two. He would be that outside receiver. Yes. That the and Steelers he has a wingspan need. of eighty inches. Yeah. Eighty. So what was the knock on him? What was the you know why why isn't he considered higher? I uh, that's a good question. Um, let me see if I wrote anything down that that stood out of why he wasn't one of the top three. He's, he's kind of a, uh, he's not a good route runner. You know what I mean? He doesn't have all the, he doesn't do the whole route tree, but he's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. But he, he's almost like uh, a bruiser. He's going to get called for a lot of uh, offensive pass interference penalties. Right. Right. Um, I, I love the guy. He's got, not people don't understand this. That Claypool kid had 25 tackles on special teams mm-hmm. for Notre Dame. This is that kid that wants to get hit. Mm-hmm. He so as a receiver, he's running down the field on special teams, and he he just likes to mix it up. So I love that attitude against him, about him. Right. I like him. I like him. In the NFL, I like him better than KJ Hamlin. See, there was there was there were a couple of people that were talking about him, and they were saying somebody had said I forget where it was. I you know, but they had mentioned that he doesn't get a lot of separation in his routes. But that's the, because the, his route running. That's all his routes. 
has, he rounds his routes. Right. But but the thing is, is that he his physicality going up to get a ball is almost second to none. Yeah, he's like a power forward in the NBA. Right. Like he's gonna go up and get it. So he doesn't need a shit ton of separation. No, yeah. he doesn't. Um, but in the NFL, if you round your routes, that's just one less. But is that is that something that can be coached? Oh you, yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, you take this kid. You know, like let, like let's look at somebody you know who came into the league, who 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 runs you know who runs great routes. So you got a coach. You know, he's not a coach of the Steelers, but Heinz Ward, he wasn't any kind of physical specimen, but he ran really good routes. Okay. And he liked to mix it up. And he liked to mix it up. So you get a coach in there that can show him. It's like, look, when you're at this level of the league, you have got to run. This is how you've got to run routes, and you could be a dominant receiver. So, yeah, but, you know, uh, conversely, don't think Notre Dame didn't try that. Uh, that's true. But, but he didn't, he didn't have – but in their offensive scheme, in, in Notre Dame's offensive scheme, did they really have an opportunity – for him to like be more productive, I don't think so. I don't think their scheme, the way that they played offense, really highlighted somebody like him. Um, I, I didn't watch a lot of Notre Dame this year. I just know they have they have a good head coach. So I can't imagine he wasn't trying to get him to run a little better routes. Now, having said that. If this so so he gets instead of three steps of separation like some of these elite guys like Judy to say he gets one step of sep, one step of separation because he rounded it he's still like you said he's so physical he could box you out and catch it in front of you easily he's a great red zone guy absolutely he's, he's a great red zone guy yeah you know. so okay we want to uh, what do we want to move on from here. Let's do, uh, let's do a quick – there's not a lot of real good ones. Let's do some tight ends. Okay. I hear a lot about – well, yeah, there was a lot of buzz about Moss out of LSU. But, you know, I don't know if uh, – if, I don't know what, That's weird because he's one of the guys – I think there's seven or eight guys better than him. Okay, so let's go through them. Uh, my favorite – I have a uh, – people disagree with me on this one a little bit too – it seems to be the consensus favorite tight end is a Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. Okay. Every, a lot of people like him, and he's and there's no doubt about it. I have him ranked second, but I think there's a kid out of Dayton named Trotman, and he's not a first rounder. He's not fast, but he's a good. He's when you look at Cole Komet, he's a pass catcher, not a good blocker. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be on the field as a tight end and you're going to play for you know, three downs. And if I'm going to pick a tight end early, you better be able to play block and catch. This Adam Trotman out of Dayton can do both. And he, again, he run. He, I think he had a really bad four seven five or four eight time. Don't quote me on that. I don't think it was real great. But he catches everything, everything. Okay. And he's a good. He. I think he'd actually prefers blocking over going out and rounds. Okay, so that's Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. No, that's Trotman. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Trotman out of Dayton. Right. Yep. So. Um, I have Cole Komet, Notre Dame, the second. I both, they're okay. both second. I think they're going to fall to the third because I don't think tight ends are are going to be, you know, that big of a. I don't think there's going to be a big run on tight ends. I, for First of all, I don't think there's, I think there's only about four that I like in the whole draft. All right. Um. I'm looking. The only thing about you can say that people have a knock on that kid from Dayton is he didn't play anybody. Yeah, yeah. That. Whereas this Cole Komet did, but Cole Komet is not a great blocker. Okay. Um, he doesn't have. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'll, I'll tell you who Cole Komet is. Cole Komet is going to be a young Jason Witt. Okay. Not a great blocker yet. If he if. If he puts his mind to it, he can be a good blocker. But again, he ran with like a four seven, something like that. So, if, my biggest frustration as a Cowboy fan is watching someone throw Jason Witten a three yard out pattern on third and four, and he couldn't make it. Yeah, they tackled him before he got to, he turned up field for one yard. He was so slow. 
that's him. Uh, that's Cole Komet and Troutman's a little bit of the same way, but I like the way I think Troutman's a better overall blocker. Now, again, he was blocking for teams that Dayton played, but he handled himself okay there. Right. Um, third, most people think this Harrison Bryant kid out of Florida Atlantic is the third best tight end, maybe a third, fourth rounder. I have him as my fourth. I have the kid out of Missouri. Don't ask me how to say his last name. Bonham. Call him Albert. Albert, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bonham. Yeah. From Missouri. I have him as my third best tight end, maybe even my Yeah, I would say he's my third best tight end. Um he ran a four four nine at two hundred and fifty eight pounds. Holy cow. And again, he's not a good blocker, but he's two hundred and fifty eight pounds and six five. He's just gotta get in front of you. Right. Right. And you still gotta get around them to, to Take down the ball carrier. A couple other. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you three other tight end names, and uh, you, you tell me what you think of these three. So there's Hunter Bryant out of Washington, uh, mm-hmm. Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue, and Jared Pinckney out of Vanderbilt. Um, the kid out of Vanderbilt, I can tell you, is slow as shit. Okay. Like a five, like a five second forty. All right. Now. That doesn't mean he can't run a five-yard out pattern and catch the ball. Um, I, I, I think I think he's too slow for the program for the pro game. Hunter Bryant out of Washington, he's kind of a sleeper for me. Um, I'm trying to see what I liked about him. I don't remember. I'm looking at my notes. He's a bad, He's more of a pass catcher than a blocker. Mm-hmm. Um. The one thing they do like about him, this kid. He's 6'3", 240. He he's is. Not, you know, he's he's a, he's a he's big kid. Bad, he's had some bad medicals. Um, he, he, his, his game is going to depend on what team he goes to. He's going to be okay. He's going to be a good thing if they do a lot of play action pass. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be good if he went to Baltimore. He's going to be good... Uh, maybe wash maybe Arizona this year since they've beefed up some outs some receivers um, and they get their, and I expect them to improve their line. I think he could be someone good at that. But if if he gets with a team like the Dallas Cowboys, you're never going to hear of him again. Well, he's he's not a blocker. Like he, he's no, a he's a receiver. Yeah, he he's a receiver. I mean, he's really good after the catch. He, he you know if he stays healthy. Like he could be that down the seam tight end, you know. Right. But he, you know, don't have him in on short yardage because he's going to get his ass blown up. Well, and again, if he goes to a team like Dallas who wants to run the ball and pound the ball, right, right, up, uh, maybe Tennessee Titans, not going right. to help you. Right. Not going to play. But if he goes to a team that play action passes where he can. Just get in front of the guy. He's huge. Just get in front of the guy. He's going to be okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the kid. He's going to be a fourth or fifth round pick. Right. Right. Um, I, I just don't think he's that special. I like the kid from UCLA better than him. That Aussie Aussie or whatever uh, his name is. Oh, uh, Devin Aussie Aussie. Yeah. Uh, I just he's a better blocker. His same speed. Um, caught more passes. Okay. There's, there's not a lot of good tight ends. There, no. no. You get past the top four, which is Trotman, Komet, Bryant, and Okwugenbottom, whatever his name is, out of Missouri. Um, you can put the rest of these guys in any any place you want. Right, right. Um, I think it's a bad, not a good not a good year for these. Right. For the, position, the tight end position. Now, one kid that... I liked on tape, and it's not the guy you think. Everyone, you saw, you talked about Thaddeus Moss at right. LSU. I actually liked the other guy out of LSU, Stephen Sullivan. Um, and I like him for maybe two reasons. One would be they did co- they did concentrate on Moss a lot in college when you're playing LSU, so he got a lot of maybe linebackers cover them instead of some nickel corners and stuff like that. Right. But this Sullivan, um, what an athlete, 36 inch vertical, ran a four, six, six 123 on the broad jump. Um, and he caught every pass they threw to him at the combine. 
So I don't think he's going to be come in and be an immediate starter. Again, I don't think he's a great blocker. But I like this kid. Um, I like him more than most. Well, before we move on to, <clears throat> to offensive line, I just have to say this. There is one tight end in this class that I'd want to see somebody draft just for his name. I was just going to bring that up. Are we thinking the same guy? The first name is Joey. Uh, Out of Memphis, Joey Magnifico. <laughs> I love. I love that. I love that. Uh, could you imagine the fandom falling <laughs> behind a guy with the last name of Magnifico? Like every time he caught a touchdown or even caught a pass, I could hear it. I can I hear mean, them playing Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody Every time he caught a pass or caught a touchdown, I could hear it. I thought you were going to say there's a kid out of Cincinnati, <laughs> Josiah DeGuara. Yes, Josiah. What, I, what a great name. Well, I, 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 see, I see a guy with a great name out of Arkansas, Cheyenne O'Grady. <laughs> he, should have, he should have played at Notre Dame. <laughs> He's a good one. There's another kid that... A lot of people like, they just know he hasn't played anybody out of Portland State. His last name is Tom Piao or something like yeah. that. Tom yep. Big kid. Well, I, I got I to gotta tell you something, Duty. We might have to split this podcast up into one on offense and one on defense. We get Cause we're, 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 but I, I love it. I love the conversation. I think it's great. So let's just take this as far as we can. And then here in a couple of days, let's do another one since this is working out so well remotely and we'll do the rest of it. How's that sound? Let's finish your offensive line. Yeah, let's get, let's finish up offensive line tonight and then we'll uh, go ahead and move to, uh, move to defense uh, in a couple of days. How's that sound? All right. So okay. the other position where you're going to see a lot done in the first round is obviously your offensive Okay. A lot of good tackles in this draft. I don't even think it's close. Everyone says they're liking this Becton kid from Louisville, this, the worst kid out of Iowa. Jedrick Wills Jr. out of Alabama, my God, he's a beast. He's just yep. an absolute beast. I don't care what you say. I've seen, I've said places and projections from ex, experts that say he's the third or fourth best tackle. Six Not five three fifteen, and he has a high football IQ. Dude, he started for three years because I think he's only a junior. Yeah, he he's started a junior. Immediately when he got to Alabama, this kid is just—he's just smart. You can't move him. He's got a hand punch that stops. Pass rushers in their tracks when they're trying to get around them. He's got a wingspan of 83 and a half inches and mm-hmm. 10 inch hands. Yep. It is just terrific. I, I would love, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, uh, Tyron Smith is, is over the hill, too many injuries. I'd love if they would step up and draft this kid at 17, but there's no way he's going to be there. He, uh, got, he got a lot better this year than he did his sophomore year. Uh, in regards to uh, pass protection. Yes, he like, was he, basically a one ma- a mauler. Yeah, he was a, he was a road grader. He was the mauler. Right, right. But look at the running backs Alabama had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they wanted. Right. This guy, I'm going to tell you right now, this guy is going to be an all-pro in the NFL, and he's going to start for 10 years. Right. He's, he's, just, look, he's got some things he's got to develop. You know, the one thing that I read about him is his 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 footwork in pass protection can get a little sloppy, but that's something he made a dramatic improvement in. So, you know, it, it's it's pretty I, I think um, they, I think like if he continues to improve, if he went to, you know, let's say he went to like a Denver and had Munchak as his offensive line coach, Munchak would turn this kid into a pro bowler. Yeah, I, the one thing I will say about that is Denver runs a zone scheme. I, I don't want this kid in a zone running scheme. All right. As a mauler, I just want him to get the guy straight across from him, driving five yards down the field. Right. That's what I want. Um, number two, in the interest of time, is a kid out of Louisville I like is Beckton. This guy, this guy's crazy. He's three hundred and sixty-four pounds, six foot seven. 
364 pounds. Now, with that, he's slower. i probably move him to right tackle instead of left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he handles the speed rush as well. But, again, I think he's a he's a 10-year starter in the NFL, mm-hmm. and he will go in the first round. The other one that everybody seems to like is that kid, uh, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. And if you're looking at linemen, you can't go wrong with the Big Ten corn-eating linemen out of <laughs> Iowa or Wisconsin. 6'5", 320. Yeah, now here's my problem with him. He's got real short arms. Okay. His wingspan's not good. I would probably move him to guard, left or right guard. And again, a 320-pound guard in the NFL, he's going to move you. Right. I think, but I think he's more of a guard is the only reason. So because I think the NFL is going to move him to guard, I think he's going to slip down the boards a little bit. Okay. And I have the same thing with that Josh Jones out of Houston. He's a great, good lineman. Um, his wingspan, his short arms are going to move him inside to guard too. So that and then the fourth, so the next tackle that will be taken in the first round is that kid out of Georgia, Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. out of Georgia. And again, a mauler, six five three fifteen, and he plays like he's three thirty. What about and, what about Austin Jackson out of USC? Um, let me see what I have about him. I have him as like the number six on the board for me. Okay. Um. I think he could be a starter. His my problem with him. Sometimes he stays up too upright. Okay. So on speed rushers, when he needs to bend and push him behind the quarterback, the guy's already by him a little bit. All right. That's the only thing I can say about him compared to Wills, Becton, and Thomas. But I think he'll be because I think they're going to take Jones and Tristan Wirfs will move inside the guard. I think he's still a first rounder. And the only other thing that I could tell you is Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State's a first round lineman, but they're gonna move him to guard too. Okay. That's at least that's what I think. Right, right. Now, mm-hmm. guards, not a good only because they're moving some of these good tackles inside the guards. Otherwise this would be a horrible guard class. Right. Uh, the only thing I can tell you I like about the guards, um, huh, not much. There's a there's a kid from Louisiana, uh, Robert Hunt, six five three ten. Didn't play elite competition. He's just mean. He's mm-hmm. just that guy. Who's the? I'm trying to think of the guy that the Giants took last year as a guard. I won't be able to think of it off the top of my head. But he's just got that demeanor where he just wants to punch in the face. Right. Right. Um, other than that, you know, John Simpson, again, out of Clemson, and a kid out of LSU. Again, part of uh, Burroughs' NFL contingent of linemen and, and other players around him, that Damian Lewis, LSU. Other than that, I don't think there are that many great guards in this draft. Okay. That Robert Hunt is a monster. He's gigantic. Yeah. yeah. And he just, has a, he, just has a mean, he just has a mean streak in him. Yeah, he's just, he wants to punch in a throat. That's what he wants to do. Right. And right. then the last thing we're going to do here in offense is we'll go over some of the centers. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's – they don't pick centers in the first round. Um, Dallas did with Frederick a few years ago, and it turned out to be an all-pro selection, but it's only because the guys they want have already gone. Um, do you remember when we had our podcast with Mr. NFL? The guy right. that – what's his name, Don – uh, Kavakovich, Kavakovich's show. Oh, oh, yeah, Chris Carter. Yeah, Chris yeah, Carter. Yeah. Remember the name he threw out? His uh, favorite name, Lloyd Cushenberry the <laughs> third. Guess where? LSU. So, in case you haven't paid attention, LSU has had the top three NFL, uh, top three guards and centers uh, to to protect Joe Burrow. Which gets back to my point we made at the beginning. But Lloyd Cushenberry, 312-pound center, mm-hmm. <laughs> 6'3", he's a, he's a bruiser. Um, the only other – and there's a kid that I like out of Michigan named Cesar Ruiz. Right. Um, both of those guys are juniors, but Cushenberry had a red shirt, so he's been, actually been there a little more. They're the first two centers are going to be taken off the board. There's a kid named Matt Hennessy out of Temple – 
could be a, there's just not going to be three centers taken before round three. Well, what about Nick Harris out of Washington? Um, he is going to Hennessy from Temple, Nick Harris out of Washington are going to be good if they have a zone running scheme. Okay. Because they're not the guys that are going to blow off the ball to the uh, against defensive tackles or nose tackles, right over, right on shoulder to shoulder, nose to nose. Those guys are Cushenberry and Ruiz out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Hennessy and Harris would both be great for teams like Denver, that outside zone running. Right. Um, and they're both going to fall probably to the third or fourth round. Um, they're both they're both probably going to be. Uh, if if not right away starters, depending on I mean if a team is drafting a center in the third round, they're probably going to start. Right. So um, they're both going to be there, and they're both going to play a long time in the NFL, and they're going to be fine. But they're not going to be good run blockers unless it's a zone scheme. Hennessy and Harris. Okay. Other than that, you can pick a center. There's a bunch of fat guys. <laughs> that kid out of Wisconsin, Tyler. Biadaz, yeah, yeah, 314 pounds. Yep, <laughs> and he's a load, and he's from Wisconsin. I'll take a Big Ten lineman any day. Well, there's one name that popped up on some Steeler mock drafts in the later rounds. I'm kind of kicking over to to offensive guard here, and it's a familiar name is John Runyon, out of <laughs> Mich- out of Michigan. And, you know, some of the people were talking about his bloodlines and, you know, uh, having the Runyon name. Hmm? That would be the only thing people like about him. He's only 306 pounds. And I say only. As a guard, they get pushed around at 306 pounds. Right. Um, He's big. He's 6'6". He'd have to put some weight on. He'd have to put some weight on. Not only that, but... All the experts, and they, he's he played for Michigan, who had a really disappointing season. He got pushed around in the Big Ten a little too much. I don't think he's a guard. He might be a center. He might be a center, yeah. They might have to move him way inside. Or he could be a swing guard. It could play left or right guard. I don't see him. If he's picked, it'll be in the sixth or seventh round. Okay, okay. There are so many guys that, that, are, that are at least – as good as him, if not better. The kid out of uh, Logan Stenberg out of Kentucky, Cameron Clark out of a small school named Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Even, even on his own team, uh, Ben uh, Bredesen uh, is ranked higher as a guard than than running. Yeah, I think, I think what they did was I think one of those two picked the center, and they both started. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Well. We're we're at almost an hour and we haven't mock draft the Steelers yet. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the floor, and uh, you tell me who you think the Steelers what the Steelers mock draft is going to be. J.K. Dobbins, number first pick in the second round. Okay. And I really didn't I, I didn't really go any further than that. Okay. Um, you think Dobbins first? I do. That would be my first pick for them. And I'll tell you what, when we get together later on this weekend for the defense, I'll have the whole mock draft done. Okay, but you you really like it. So you think it's a you think it's a um um if if Dobbins is there, the Steelers would be stupid not to take him. I do. Okay. And I like I, I'm I'm one of the very few people that like the Steelers running back right now. I, I'm not big on that kid from Kentucky like you are. Yeah. Right now. I know. You like him. I'm, I'm not big on him. Um, I think if he was good, he'd have played a lot more this year than he did with Connor being hurt now. Um, I think it would be easy to get this Dobbins kid in there and split the carries between him and Connor, uh, keeping one fresh. They did a nice job of signing some offensive linemen from, in free agency. Right, and then just because you have a couple minutes left, what are you? I'm going to pose this question to you: the top three positions you think the Steelers need to address in the draft. Kind of putting you on the spot. Mm. I, I, I I'll give you the top three, but I can't give you right now any particular order. Okay. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, uh, offensive line. 
I I, th- I think that even though they got Wisniewski from Kansas City, who's, hey, a, who's a Penn State guy, I think that was a solid. I think that was a solid, solid acquisition. But yeah, I think too. they I think they could still use some help. I do think they need help at running back because I love James Conner. Look, I'm a pit guy. I love James Conner. But the problem is, is that I, I, I don't think he's got, he, he can be an every down back. I think he needs, he, he just, he just gets beat up too much. He was way too injury prone over the past couple of years. You know, I, I think that if you have, if you have a nice rotation, like if they yep. got a J.K. Dobbins and James Conner, I'm like, bolt the doors. I think the Steelers would have a hell of a running game. Uh, and I, I love, I love, love, love how Dobbins catches the ball out of the backfield. Just love it. Um, and then I'm going to split the next two. I'm going to say the Steelers need some help. They could use another receiver. I agree with you. They could use another big receiver on the outside, but also I think they could on, and on defense, either another interior defensive lineman or a safety. Okay. Those are the two areas. And I'll expand a little bit more on the defense when we talk later this week. Okay. But, but I'm, I'm thinking, I think losing Javon Hargrave hurts more than you think. And and now, now now granted two, it'll be back and two, it'll be healthy. And yes, you can throw it back at me. I, I still like Isaiah Bugs. And okay. uh, Alu Alu has, has played good, but he's getting a little long in the tooth. All right? Well, there, you actually named a couple that I didn't have, so that's good. It'll be a good discussion when we talk about it later. Yeah. I, I think there's no doubt they need a running back. Yeah. That's my, and I'm, I'm pegged on Dobbins. But I also think that they need definitely need one or two cornerbacks. I, uh, I don't know. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's been horrible at the cornerback but, but position. But the thing is, for... I'm looking at it at this draft, and there's nothing there. Okay, <laughs> like there's there's nobody that I would draft at corner and say this guy's going to be a plug and play. No, you're right. You know, Unless there's nobody. So somebody falls or they move up. Right. So so I'm I'm just not like I'm not thinking that way. I'm more thinking like they might be better off picking up somebody who's like a who gets cut who's a salary cap casualty. You know, coming coming out of uh, out of the preseason, or they can trade for somebody that wants to unload some salary and like get a a Joe, you know, not like a Joe Hayden, but somebody who could really complement him and Steven Nelson. You know, I I, <clears throat> I do, but I'm from the draft. I I don't think that they should waste a draft pick on any of the cornerbacks that are there. I just don't. So you think the top couple are going to be gone? By the I time think they're they going to be gone. I think the, the the one or two that are any good, and again, we'll talk about this uh, on the on the defensive show. But I I just I don't think there's going to be anybody that's going to be there. Like even in the second round, you could say you got to have that guy. He's a plug and play. I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay. So, Fair uh, <clears throat> uh, but but I, I agree with you with Dobbins. But if Dobbins isn't there, <laughs> and they think the kid out of Appy State might be there later, they can pick up a couple other pieces earlier on and then pick up a running back later. I do. Yeah, if, like I said, um, either that kid from Georgia or the kid or Swift, Dobbins yeah. is going to be available. Yeah, if Dobbins is available, I think that's a no-brainer. Because I watched Dobbins last year. Hell, you and I watched Dobbins at Tapped a couple yep. of times, and the kid's just unreal. He's unbelievable. You know, he's unbelievable. Yeah, so I don't disagree with you, but... Hey, everybody, we'll get into defense at the next show. But just as a reminder, tonight's podcast brought to you by the Triumvirate, the big three. You need takeout. We all need takeout. Shit. You know, it's like there's there's nowhere to go. You can't go sit down and eat a meal. We're, we're dealing with coronavirus. You need takeout. You go to one of the big three. Got Muddy Waters Oyster Bar. You have Kahuna and you have Bird on the Run. Muddy Waters Oyster Bar which is located on 130 South Highland Avenue in Pittsburgh in the East Liberty section, right across from the church. Uh, Go there, go on their Instagram page, look at their specials, look at their family takeout specials and order, order, order. They've got great takeout, great seafood. Can't go wrong. You're getting family style. You can feed the whole crew. Check out Muddy Waters Oyster Bar. 
Next. Next, we got Kahuna. Pokey and, ju- and Juice Bar. Look, look, gang. Can't go wrong either. You like Pokey Bowls. You like protein smoothies. You like juices. You can build your own bowl. Uh, you can start from scratch. You look at their menu. You just go on there and go ahead and order what you want in your own bowl. And you can order, get takeout. You can get delivery service from Uber Eats, Grubhub, Postmates. Find what you want there. You can get anything in your poke bowl from spiced tuna, salmon. You can even get tofu. I'm sorry, I'm not going there. But if you want to have tofu, you can have tofu. And they also got firecracker shrimp. It's great, great bowls, great smoothies, pressed juices, and cocktails to go. And last but certainly not least, Bird on the Run, 128 South Highland Avenue. They're in East Liberty in Pittsburgh. Look, you want spicy chicken? You want spicy fish for Good Friday tomorrow? You you, you know, you can't go wrong with Bird on the Run. So I'm going to describe real quick. My favorite sandwich on the planet. Duty, if I was still in college and I had like those Friday night drunk munchies, this would have been this would have been my, my sandwich. And I hope I, I don't no miss all the ingredients on here. So you get I have no idea what you mean by that. You you oh. get <laughs> you get a, a, a spicy chicken breast and you pick your level of spice from zero to four. All right. So you get on a brioche bun. So you get the spicy fried chicken breast. You get Pickled green tomatoes, cheese, lettuce, spicy mayo, bacon, and an over-easy egg on this bad boy. I am telling you, this is heaven on a bun on a plate with a side of waffle fries and a, 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 a slushy to go with, I mean, you've got spicy chicken strips with your choice of dipping sauces you have regular chicken sandwiches you've got fish sandwiches i mentioned you've got chicken nuggets uh they've got beignet uh beignet desserts if you want those coleslaw guys get it hot get it from bird on the run 128 south highland avenue pittsburgh hey everybody we had a ball we thought we were going to get it all tonight but we can't there's just too much draft to talk about so we hit the offensive draft tonight we will in a couple of days we will get the defensive podcast out there duty any last words my friend yes if you do want tofu please quit listening to our podcast (laughs) thanks everybody we will see you soon on the defensive side of the draft thanks Thanks, everybody yep stay safe good night